think most Catholics, if they're honest with themselves, would really appreciate if God came to them through Gabriel, like he does with Joseph and Mary, and just says, hey, this is what you're supposed to do with your life. Oh, that makes sense. Now I know what to do with my life. And instead, it feels like we're just kind of searching in the dark, trying to figure out what God actually wants from us and trying to live a Christian life in the world. But if you stop and think about it for not that long, is that really what you want? If God actually did come to you through the angel Gabriel and spoke to you, would you be like Mary and Joseph and go, okay, sounds good? Or would you be a little bit more like Ahaz? Ahaz, who says, oh no, God, I can't ask for a sign from you. That's too much. I don't want to ask too much out of you. I'm kind of comfortable right here. And so I don't want to ask too much of you. And then you don't ask too much of me. And then we're both kind of happy and I'll just go about my life. Or maybe it's facing the reality of being like St. Paul, who says that he's a servant of Jesus Christ. In other translations, he even says he's a slave of Jesus Christ. And we go, ooh. That's, that's a little intense. You know, I don't want to be like a Jesus freak or anything. That's a little too religious for me to just ask for a sign and want that. That's like for priesthood and religious life. Those people get calls and signs from God, but everybody else, you know, we just kind of move through life. But maybe the question we should start with is, why is there a call at all? Why does God call people call us. Why is that part of our Christian, Judeo-Christian tradition, that there is a calling forth as people, as children of God? Because not all religions have that, where there is a kind of a calling forth for everyone, really. Because this exists, this calling comes all the way through the prophets and into the New Testament with the calling forth of the apostles and then up to the present day. Why is this the case? Could probably spend the rest of the night going through that, but part of it is because the call, it's not sometimes what we think where God needs to call us from where we are into a place that is foreign to us. That's not the point. The call of God to the human heart is the call to fulfillment. God calls individuals to particular tasks, but it's always for their fulfillment and those that they encounter. Right? How does the gospel finish today? These words were spoken to fulfill what was given to the prophet, that a son would be born of a virgin and he shall be named Emmanuel. See, I think too often we think of God's call as something that's outside of us, that's foreign to us. Right? But we are all, if you've, the famous quote from St. Augustine is that he was searching outside. And it was when he finally realized that God was within, that he was able to change his life. That he looked for God and all the worldly things around him, looking for signs for how God was present. But then when he was able to pause long enough to recognize that God was within and calling him from within, that's what brought about his conversion. Here's a silly idea that maybe helps. If 
you've ever learned how to skate. Think about when you first learned how to skate. It probably felt like Bambi on ice, right? It felt very foreign to you. But skating isn't foreign, right? Lots of people skate. Skating is something that was developed by human beings to work with human anatomy. So it's possible, but when you start out, it feels like something completely other because you're not used to moving your legs in that way and moving around on blades on a slippery surface. And so it can feel daunting, and many people try skating once or twice and fall, and it hurts, and so they just don't do it anymore. But if you recognize that skating is possible, I might not be a Connor McDavid ever in my life, but I can move across the ice if I learn how to skate. See, the call of God is like that. It's not like God is saying, okay, you need to learn how to fly. That's your task in life. I'm asking you to learn how to be the first human being to flap your arms and learn how to fly. But sometimes that's kind of how we feel God's call will be. That it will be so different than what I desire and what I think that I need in my life that the only way for me to follow God's call is to give up everything that I want and love and know for this other thing. And it's not. Just look at Joseph, right? It's not by accident in the scriptures that it says, Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose Mary to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. It's not by accident that the scripture points out that Joseph was a righteous man. And then in that moment, the angel of the Lord appears to him and asks him to completely change his plans. That he was resolved to do this, and now he's saying, no, actually, you need to be Mary's husband. Without Joseph being a righteous man, this call would not have been possible. It fulfilled what Joseph was called to do. It was different than what Joseph had in mind, but it was part of who he was as a righteous man, thinking first about Mary and what she needed, but then acknowledging that God knew best and brought him to a deeper understanding of what Mary actually needed, which was a husband. Right? More often than not, because God knows us better than we know ourselves, he doesn't send the angel Gabriel to us because we would recoil in fear and say, no, thanks God, you're crazy, I'm doing this. I can tell you because that was my reaction the first time I felt called to the priesthood. I literally told God, God, I'm happy. Why would you want to make me miserable? If this is what you want, you do something about it because I'm not doing anything. So that's my advice to you. Never talk to God that way because he's vindictive and he'll do the exact opposite of what you want. No, I'm kidding. But how does God more often call us? He calls us more often in the way that John the Baptist comes to know Jesus. Right? Just think of last Sunday's gospel, if you've got a good memory. Last Sunday's gospel is where John the Baptist is imprisoned, and he sends two of his disciples to go to Jesus and say, are you the one who is to come, or are we to wait for another? All he needs is a yes or no, right? Why doesn't Jesus just give him, yes, I am the Messiah, no, I am not the Messiah? That's not the answer he gives. 
what he gives. It says, go back and tell John everything that you see and hear. And from everything that you see and hear, that's the answer. Why? Why would that be an answer for John? Because John is steeped in his Jewish tradition, and he knows well the promises of God through the prophets of old. And so when he hears back all the things that are being done and said by Jesus, they are the fulfillment of everything that John knows to be true of the Messiah. And so when he hears this message, it becomes a fulfillment of what he already knows to be true within himself. This is more often how God calls us because it's subtler and it's more inviting to us who are afraid of the great things of God. God wants to fulfill your desires. God wants to fulfill the capacity that he has created in you as his son or daughter to be who you want to be and who he wants you to be. That's the way we have to start with this calling of God that is for every Christian. God wants to call us out of ourselves to become who we know we want to be. Now, if we go to Joseph, there's three things that I think from Joseph about the nature of the call that are important to remember. So the first, if I remember what I thought about earlier, when he had resolved to do this, the angel appeared to him. He was resolved, right? He had thought through what he should do, and he decided this is the absolute best thing that I can do. But then he changed his mind. Until God confirms a call, we remain open. We have to remain open, right? The kind of joke for priests is, when did you know that God called you to be a priest? When the bishop put his hands on my head. When did you know you were called to be married? When I gave my vows at the altar. That's when you know. Up until then, you are open. You are open to being led. Because no matter how resolved you are, we don't know what's best for ourselves. As much as the rest of the world thinks that we know best for ourselves, we don't know what's best for ourselves. And so we remain open to God redirecting our resolve to what is actually best. Second, the answer or the response to God's call almost always will be fear. Why? Because it's going to be asking us to take on something that is difficult. Right? What does Joseph take on that's difficult right from the start? He is going to dismiss Mary quietly because he does not want to expose her to public disgrace. And so when he says yes to Gabriel, what is he saying yes to? He's saying yes to accepting the public disgrace alongside Mary. When Joseph changes his mind and his resolve, instead of both of them being dismissed and not having to face public shame, Joseph comes together with Mary and now they both bear the public disgrace together. It's always going to come with difficulty. Anything in life worth doing will. And I'm sure you've heard that before. But then, 
what allows us to walk through what is difficult, whatever we have to give up or whatever we have to take on, is the reminder that it is the fulfillment of all good things in us. God is leading you here because it is here that you will find the greatest joy and the greatest peace and the greatest fulfillment of the gifts that he has given you in your life. Even if it doesn't fit in the image that you have created in your own mind of what your life should look like. Because you don't need those things to find what your life finds meaning and purpose and intention. Because God calls us because he desires our fulfillment, not because he wants us to listen to his dictations of what he thinks is right for us and we have to submit. He wants our fulfillment. And we find that in Christ. The gift, part of the gift of the incarnation is the reminder that he is Emmanuel. He is God with us. He's not a God apart from us, foreign to us, that's calling us into a place and a way of being that is not known to us. He is God with us. And by baptism, he is God in us. And through the Eucharist, he is God joined to us. And from that, he calls you.